श्री गुरु वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जय कंतरा श्रीमद् भागवतम की जय ओ प्रेमानंदे सो वी आर कंटिन्यूइंग आवर डिस्कशन श्रीमद् भागवतम फर्स्ट कैनो चैप्टर 4 द अपीयरेंस ऑफ श्री नारदा एंड वी हैव हर्ड दस फॉर ए ग्लोरिफिकेशन ऑफ शौनका distinguished as he has been in this chapter from the rest of the sages as the elderly the learned good parentage good family and so forth and thus a qualified uh, person to inquire on their behalf some question of etiquette and so forth and um his then glorification as well of Sutta Gosami, and then uh, yesterday's inquiry about the setting um, in which the Bhagavatam that Sutta is going to recite originally uh, took place. When was it written, and so on and so forth? This is, of course, before uh, Vyasa taught it to Sukadev. So tonight we'll hear then some questions about Sukadev Goswami, and in the context of questioning about him, some glorification of him. After that, then that will lead into questions about glorification of Parikshit Maharaj, and then to the question about. Bhagavatam's composition by Vyas and so forth in this particular Kali Yuga. So he says here, Tasyaputro Mahajogi Samadrin Nirvikal Pakaha Ikanto Matir Unidro Gudho Mudha Ibedite. So Tasyaputro Mahayogi, his son, Vyasadev's son, was a mahayogi a great uh, yogi samadrin nirvikalpakaha so the extent to which he was a great yogi here it is mentioned samadrik that he uh, was equibalanced and nirvikalpa situated in nirvikalpa samadhi nirvikalpa means without any fluctuation of of thought um one it, further it says ekantamatir is about uh, one mindedness fixed in brahman realization is the idea and nidro nidro means sleep so beyond sleep means also beyond ignorance here and guddhamutta ivedite although he was such he was not the implication is not well understood by the people guddho his real situation was uh, hidden um 
So for the ordinary people, he was a mudha, a fool. Hmm. So, and this is the great person who Sotilio Swami has already glorified and uh, when he began to speak a few chapters back, who he introduced at the end of the previous chapter with a little bit of the history. Now the history is further being brought out by, by uh, uh, Sutta Goswami at the inquiry of Shonaka. Well, these are the inquiries of Shonaka. And a great person, but misunderstood by the common people. <laughs> and this is not uncommon. <laughs> the famous uh, Schopenhauer said uh, that what was that famous quote is often misattributed to Einstein. He said that uh, Schopenhauer was, of course, the German philosopher who was very much influenced by Vedanta. He was a theoretical Vedantist. Um, anyway, he said that first people who kind of think out of the box are extraordinary people. Um, or ridiculed, then their ideas will be dealt with uh, violently, and then they will be accepted as what self uh, self evident, <laughs> never any credit <laughs> from beginning to end for those who in whom they they appear, and of course, the beauty if we look carefully is that they don't accept any credit; they should be given credit by the common people. Hmm. Not because they're not interested in credit. The ideas come to them. Hmm. Uh, of course, sometimes later on they're, they're appreciated. Hmm. But, um, so, this is not an uncommon thing. This is in a general sense, we're speaking, despite the, the besides the, 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 uh, the character of... Um, Sukadev, which was extreme, and he actually looked like a fool. Of course, people do think other great people, even statesmen, you know, within the political realm or whatever it may be, the social realm, sounds foolish. They're stupid. They're and so on. But he actually looked um, quite uh, foolish. He looked um, kind of like a like a bag lady or a bag man, you know. Kind of, oblivious to external conditions and, and so forth. <clears throat> but the fact of the matter is that he was so internally absorbed, so one-minded in his concentration, that any fluctuation of thought, the, no, the vrittis of the mind had all been uh, silenced. So self-absorbed, atmarama, self-satisfied, misunderstood, by the people, ridiculed by them, as we'll hear, the children threw things at him and mocked him and so on and so forth. But when he entered the assembly, then uh, some people a little more thoughtful could recognize from his nakedness, from his um, um, one-pointedness and so forth, that he was a worthy person to answer the king's inquiries about death, problem of death, what to do at the time of death. Obviously, the implication is, as I've mentioned, well, he was naked, he had no attachment, so death wasn't a problem for him. 
Because death is a problem as much as we're attached to things that we we cannot keep, which is a kind of ignorance. So that ignorance of the temporal attachment causes us to lose sight of our self, the nature of our self, our eternality, and and so on, our lack, our independence from um, the uh, the natural world, as he exhibited. So this is another way. This verse is another way of saying what is mentioned, said in Bhagavad Gita. In Bhagavad Gita, in the second chapter, having heard about self-realization, Krishna, as you know, took the argument from Dharma to Vedanta. There, Arjuna had argued against the uh, participation in the war on the grounds of Dharma, and. Krishna at first ignored that and took the conversation to the level of Vedanta and emphasized the difference between the self and the body. Human Dharma means to live a religious life. All of our human activities colored with a religious pen, so to speak, correct crayon. And Vedanta means to understand that we are not the human, we're not the body altogether. So rather than to to color our human life religiously, to transcend the limitations of human life altogether. <clears throat> so he immediately took the argument there. He did backtrack for a few verses after he completed that and, and also deal with the questions uh, with regard to the reservations with regard to Dharma that Arjun had. But his main emphasis in the second chapter is self-realization. And of course, as he goes on and speaks about the nature of self-realization, Theoretically and then practically as to how one can arrive at that by yoga. Kachap is kind of do, divided into a theoretical explanation of the self and the practical uh, explanation of how to arrive at that hmm, through yoga. And so towards the end of the chapter, the final section, Arjuna wants to know, what is that person like who's attained what you're talking about? Hmm? And so there's a number of verses there describing the nature of the sthita pragya. Same idea is given here. Nirvikalpa, ekantamatir, these are all the same idea. And one of the things that um, Krishna says is, yanisha sarabhutanam tasyam jagrati samnami. So uh, this verse is basically saying the same thing. This is the idea that what? Ya nisha sarvabhutanam. What is nisha? What is night? Sarvabhutanam. For all beings. Ya nisha sarvabhutanam tasyam jagrati samyami. So he gives a, a contrast. What is, what is night? What is, and night means darkness and darkness means ignorance. Sleep. Yeah. Uh, nisha, night, sleep, darkness, ignorance. Nidra, sleep, nisha, night, same idea. What is night? What is ignorance? What is darkness for the common people? That is a time of awakening for the sage and vice versa. What is the time of awakening for the sage? Is is like the darkest night uh, for the common people. This is how far apart they are. Although moving in the same world. Hmm? Sukadev Goswami is the example, Yadritschaya. Hmm. 
uh, the, exa- the example of luck, hmm? mm-hmm. good fortune, bhagya. Yadrichchaya is, is, is a word used repeatedly in the Bhagavatam. Uh, it means sarasanga, and it means who's moving in the world but not under the influence of the world. Mm-hmm. Like other people to some extent, mm-hmm. obviously Sukadeva was very different in his movements, but still moving among the people to some extent. Um, But it's not that every uh, self-realized person will walk around naked like uh, Sukadeva Goswami. Hmm? Therefore it said, Vaishnavera Kriyamudra Bujai. To understand the Vaishnava is very, very difficult. He may, she may conduct themselves in many respects, like ordinary persons, to set a certain standard, but uh, without tracing out their motive, which is difficult, we may think they're ordinary persons. By contrast, Sukadeva was overtly uh, different. He was thought to be a fool, deaf, dumb, a mudha, hmm, by the common people. But he came into an assembly here of not the common people, but thoughtful people from all different disciplines. And they had enough sense to see hmm, this is this fellow is uh, different. Uh, he can answer the questions of the king definitively. Hmm. So um, here is in a, uh, the same idea. Let, let's take it in, in deeper into Vaishnavism because the Stita Pragya is a self-realized soul. But in that section of Bhagavatam, there's not a, or Gita the. He, the, the, Bhakti is brought out. He begins his dissertation, Krishna, on yoga, second half of the chapter, by speaking about bhakti. When he says, um, what is, This, Acharya uh, has explained, this is speaking about bhakti here. So he begins to speak about bhakti, but it's not a real clear, uh, overt exposition on bhakti like we find in the middle six chapters or at the end of the uh, end of the sixth chapter hmm? um, and so uh, the emphasis there is more on the self-realized person more so than the, the premika one who has prem it's that's that's also there with what whatever the self-realized person has but but more and we can draw that from those verses to some extent no doubt hmm? Uh, but, uh, uh, but to use a, a, give a parallel, if you will, that speaks verse or idea that speaks overtly about the difference between ordinary people and the prem bhakta. Hmm? How uh, 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 Krishna Kaviraj says it. He says, "What is that verse?" Hmm. Um, that. Um, he says that uh, Krishna preme radbhuta charit bhaya dvisha jala hoy vitoryanandam hoy Krishna preme radbhuta charit bhaya dvisha jala hoy on the outside this preme he's talking about the adbhut charit preme the wonderful adbhut charit the character of preme is that on the outside, it looks like poison. 
and bitore anandamoy. But on the inside, it is anandamoy, it is full of ananda. Hmm? Such is the wonderful character of Prem. So we find Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he wasn't walking naked like uh, Sukadev, but he was um, oblivious to the external world, more so, if we could say, than Sukadev. Sukadev is, is a... Uh, is is characterized by the Goswamis as an intermediate Mahabhagwata. Hmm? An intermediate Mahabhagwata. He has left the world altogether, but he has not attained his Swarup. Hmm? The the, the uh, neophyte Mahabhagwata <laughs> is, uh, is Narada, who went to the forest and after leaving home and uh, had the darshan of Krishna and Krishna disappeared and called him a kuyogi, a false yogi for his attachment to the forest and, and so forth. And, and of course he gave darshan to let him know, confirm, that uh, you've given everything up, I'm there. Sri <laughs> Dharmas used to like to say, nothing risks, nothing gained, then we'll think something risked, something gained, and we'll think all risked, nothing risked, risked, all gained. That's the reality. We thought we had something to risk, and uh, but if we risked it, there wouldn't be any gain. Then we'll talk, then we say, well, there's something risked. We don't risk anything, we won't gain anything. But in the end, it comes out when you realize I had nothing to risk, nothing was mine. And I had everything uh, to gain. So... So, anyway, Krishna appeared to Narada and encouraged him and so forth. And uh, so he had his eyes there, then he had that experience. This is what really grounds us in our practice, in our commitment and so forth. Those moments of experience, those days of experience, they will turn into weeks of experience, months of experience, and still our karmic situation may come back to arrest us. Hmm? You may think for a day, oh, I'm fired up, so I'm, this is it. You know? then, then, and then it will come where, where you, you feel that two or three days continually, and at night it's a problem to, to rest. And you can wake up in the morning and still feel that way. Then it can go for weeks, a month still, you'll come out of your samadhi. The karmic situation will arrest you. It's not finished yet. Mm. But this is these are of course encouraging signs of making progress. But the karmic uh, burden is is immense, so it comes to bring us out again. We come out of the samadhi. Mm. And uh Sonard was like this. He, he he went in, he came out, this is the neophyte Mahabhagavad. Srinivarsh described two eyes there, two feet here, but two eyes are always there. So that experience is then guiding him. That taste, that experience is guiding him. He knows by experience, not by only theoretical knowledge, but by experience. This is, of course, profound experience. We all have experience on some level. That's why we're here, but on a very deep level, he had a darshan, and so, spurti, it's called. 
So um, he was guided by that. And then Sugadev is the intermediate Mahabhava. Then Narada on the other end of the spectrum, when he gets his Veena, this is part of his Swarup. He gets his Swarup, this is in Vaidhi Bhakti, so he immediately got his Swarup and he became a a perfect uh, Vaidhi Bhakta. Um, so he has the, the, the Sukadev, the one who has Sri Ramarsha's language, one foot here and extended one foot there. Still got one foot here. Hmm? He's a Jivan Mukta. He's still got one foot here. He is going to become a Prema Bhakta and a superlative Mahabhagavata someday. Hmm? But. Um, eh, <laughs> You missed that point. He had one, <laughs> he extended one foot uh, uh, there, and he has one foot here. One foot here means Jivan Mukta. Therefore, we hear Brahmanda over here verses like Aruyakuchena Paramapadam Tata Patanti Ado Nadudhyushmadangreha. This is for the Jivan Mukta, hmm? who uh, may be liberated in this life. Uh, Situation a little different than Sukadev's, but liberated in this life without, without bhakti. Hmm? One can come to the point of jivan mukti, of the jivan mukti, jivan mukta, to jivan mukti without. But if you don't have appreciation with, for devotion, which can take you to the other side, then arya parama padam tatha patanti adho patanti adho. Again, comes back down. This, this pertains to the Jivan Mukta, um, uh, who, who, as I say, doesn't have any real regard for bhakti. He can't get out of the world. He may raise, rise to the platform of the Jivan Mukta, but again he will come down. Hmm? If he factors some bhakti in and has some appreciation for bhakti, then he can attain his ideal. Hmm? But if he factors bhakti in, in a big way, like Sukadev, then he can attain more than the ideal of the jnani. Hmm? So, for example, when Krishna's Kaviraj speaks about, uh, well, when he cites this verse from Bhagavatam, famous verse, you can fall down from Parampada, Param, uh, how does that verse start? Uh, Paramapadam, anyway, it ends like that, from the, from the Param, Padam, the highest position. Hmm. Um, he, in the language in Bengal, he, he, he uses the term Jivan Mukta. Jivan. So, for Jivan Muktas, if you've already entered Brahman, where is there to fall to? So, that's uh, um, beyond the modes of nature. But if you are still one foot here, then hmm, the Jivan Mukta can again come down from wherever he's gone. If no regard for devotion. So, Sukadev, of course, is different. He has some regard for devotion. He's heard the Bhagavatam. Hmm? Now his ideal is that Goswamis have portrayed him as as someone aspiring for the highest ideal of the Bhagavatam. Hmm? They have seem to have placed him with an ideal for Madhuri Rasa, but it's if we find that the that there's two moments I believe in the Bhagavatam where Sukadeva is speaking, and um, he gets overwhelmed in his 
lesson uh, in, in, in the context of the narrative of Krishna Lila that he's um, um, conducting for the for the Raj uh, two moments both in uh, in, uh, in recitations of Sakya, of Sakyarasa in Srimad Bhagavatam but it be at Bhagavatamrita Snatha Goswami has envisioned him as pursuing the Madhuri Rasa in any case he's the Braj Bhakti hmm? this is his ideal hmm? so uh, Mahaprabhu is of course a little different Braj Bhakti is his ideal and he's coming from there and he wants to taste it in the highest way and so forth and so he's got you know as they say both feet there and with both feet there, extending one foot here. He's kind of here. Hmm? Therefore, he's been depicted sometimes like in our Murti of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. One hand down, one hand up. One hand reaching out to the people with the dissemination of uh, the opportunity for Ragbuck, the other hand gone to Mahabhav. Hmm? Both sides. The dissemination of Krishna consciousness, the blessing, anarpitacharim jarat kunayavatina karo samarapaitum unatujarasam sabhakti sriyam. And the tasting of that. So he, by contra- in contrast to Sukadev, was not oblivious to the external world as a kind of a inert, you know, looked like he was deaf and dumb. He looked like he was really sick and unfortunate. Tears pouring from his eyes, hair standing on end, teeth chattering, limbs becoming um, separated from their at the joints, and so forth in ecstasy. Uh, Rupa Goswami describes the Sattvika Bhavas, eight Asta Sattvika Bhavas, and he says there are others also, but they're so rare I don't bother to speak about them here, like perspiring blood. But we hear that the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also did this in the Rathayatra. Hmm? Uh, very, so very frightening to look at in his, this is a kind of Aishwarya that distances us from Mahaprabhu and Puri. We want to meet him in Navadweep, but of course the Puri Lila teaches us how to go there. So it's important. Hmm? It teaches us in this instance, for example, how otherworldly it is. Hmm? So Sukadeva was turned off to the world, so to speak, but he wasn't fully turned on to the other world. So the brain bhakti is completely turned on to the other world. This is this means, like I said, you, if you want to dig a hole and put all your karmic baggage in there, that's fine, but if you build, build a temple on top of it, it's never going to come up to the surface again. Hmm? So this is the idea. The more we have standing there, we should derive at the standing of Sugadev in the context of building a house. In, in the brudge. Hmm. And this is what we're doing. We should know that. This is what we're doing with our sadhana. Both things are going on at the same time. You are purchasing real estate there hmm. at the same time that there's a foreclosure going on here. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> foreclosure. The government uh, of material nature is foreclosing on your house. Hmm. So, to get some footing there, to get some real estate there, in a place where there is no death, this is the idea. Both things simultaneously. So at any rate, uh, the verse I cited is a kind of a parallel to this verse, but focuses on praying, as opposed to just self-realization. 
The wonderful characteristic of Prem is that it looks very like poison on the outside. So there are people who look at Chaitanya Mahaprabhu here and they go, Shudamar Silas, there was a learned fellow who he met and he said, you Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is your ideal? Yes, Shudamar said, he said, but he's always crying and uh, he seems like a little disturbed, like uh, some scholars have, have depicted him as, uh, described him as having epileptic fits, which were sometimes thought to be spiritual People didn't understand it. Superstitious people, somebody in the family would have epileptic fits, and then they would sometimes um, consider them divine, and, and and so on. But as I've said, epilepsy is not contagious. So we find that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's ecstasy was contagious. The famous story of one of his so-called epileptic fits was when he threw himself into the into the ocean, and the fishermen caught him, and Srubhadamadar and the devotees were looking for him and they found the fisherman. And he was uh, experiencing bhava and, and that's very rare. So Sunatha Goswami could understand it. And he said, did you meet somebody? Did you touch somebody? No, I found a, caught a ghost in my net. I don't know what it was. He said, that must have been Mahaprabhu. No, I've seen Mahaprabhu. Hmm? Chaitanya Dev, it wasn't him. Hmm? But he had gotten closer than ever before, I guess, and, and, and so he was. So he, it was contagious. So he said, "When well, they take me there, show me where that 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 ghost is." And there was Mahabhu in a condition that he was not. It was the, the ordinary people couldn't uh, understand him. Hmm? His body was contorted in an extraordinary way, and so forth. And of course, the Srubhadamana began the kirtan that brought him to external. Consciousness. So this is this is the full idea. You study like uh, the same section of the of the Gita, the idea of the tortoise pulling its limbs within the, within the shell. Hmm. And so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's limbs went inside of his body. And so the capacity. The point is that that's an example of how to control your senses. In other words, if you the tortoise only puts his legs out when he needs to go somewhere or something like that. Otherwise, the real, I guess that's the idea. So we should only extend our limbs, our senses, our instruments for contact in the world as much as is necessary. The idea is just to maintain the body and mind for the pursuit of spiritual life. In the context of bhakti, then, extend them only to contact the world in relation to serving Krishna. And so... Mahaprabhu's uh, praying, he actually did, it's called some kind of a tortoise thing that he did. I mean, the, the word kurma is used there. When, he, his, when his limbs went in his body like a kurma, like a, like a tortoise. So we reflect back to this, to that second chapter of the Gita. So this is the extending the idea to the extreme, what is the self-realized person. So Sukadeva Goswami is the intermediate hmm? Um Mahabhagata, and he was uh, um, um, oblivious to, as I say, external conditions, but he was within that, the verses of Bhagavata were churning in his heart. He was cultivating them and that, that, that ideal. So he's not a jnani anymore, he's a bhakta. He was a jnani, a jivan mukta, within the womb, so he didn't move. He came out at the promise of Krishna. He wouldn't get distracted, and then he went immediately into the forest. And he was brought out of the forest, 
by the verses of Bhagavatam that were sent via the woodcutter on the, on the part of Vyas. And when he would chop wood, he would chant these verses, and Sukadev heard them. And because his heart was pure, they went in and had a very powerful effect. And the second chapter of the Bhagavatam, we say, we hear, or first, second verse, I say, I should say, Krishna is immediately rested in the heart of one who just desires to hear about this. What is the nature of the subject then, of Bhagavatam? It's about Radha's love for Krishna, so this really attracts Krishna. So anyway, Sukadev, Jiva Goswami comments, if their heart is pure, then it will be immediate. Otherwise, it will take a little time. So Sukadev is the example. The heart means pure means like a crystal. If you have a crystal and you put a red rose next to it, then the crystal takes on the color of red. It becomes a red crystal. So he heard the verses. They, they really affected his heart and he followed the woodcutter home to the Vyasas and there he learned the Bhagavatam now he's coming being described how he came into the assembly and how ordinary people couldn't understand him so we shouldn't wait for the ordinary people to understand us we shouldn't uh, we, we, if we get some mercy some experience then we should go forward we should know there's more people on that side and they're friendly and that misery loves company so, um, when we're called, so to speak, then we should go, <laughs> even though it may not appear popular. It, 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 for the most part, it won't. Hmm? When it becomes popular, the, the flute's not sound isn't, isn't what's bringing them in. Hmm? <laughs> That's a fact. When the mission gets you know, to some extent, but not this, many people will come not hearing the flute, they'll come for something else. If you have a big mission, you got a lot of people, people think something's going on there. Uh, yeah, it's happening, I'll go there. You know, it's, uh, yeah, it's more of a, for social reasons, if you will. Hmm? The gopis, you see, they went in the night and they didn't know that anybody else was going. Each one heard their name from the flute sound of Krishna, the Kam Gayatri, this is Diksha, they got initiated again. Hmm. And they went. And none, none of the others knew that, no individual gopi knew that anybody else was coming. They went, they met Krishna, and they said, oh, you heard the flute too, you too. That was their group then. This should be our group. Hmm. Hmm. This is the group we should join, to follow the flute, hear, this, hear the call. Hmm. The clarion call, as Bhaktisiddhanta Sarthitaka called it, Sarvadharman Pratyaja Mamekam Sharanam Braja. As Yudhamarsh commented, go, go, go to Braj, something like Krishna's gone there, follow him. Hmm? Take shelter there. This should be our group then. Hmm? And um, it, uh, the extent to which we're progressively following that call and it will come at different levels. The line will be drawn, I'm over here now, I'm over here now, we have to go. Then it will and it will never be popular. Each time the line is drawn, it's not popular. So we have to get used to that. <laughs> we have to get used to that. And we, and we will get used to that and so we'll realize there's more on the other side, there's more on the other side. That's where the wealth is. That's where the real standing is. The ground, the firm ground, and so forth. Hmm? 
Um, this is uh, ultimately we come under the fold within the fold of the Swarup Shakti, which is so uh, generous, hmm? and it it, it 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 takes our tata position, our tatasta position, marginal position, and for all intents and purposes, does away with it. We're no longer marginal. <laughs> Position is neither here or they're there. We're neither here nor there. Sadhana can seem like that sometimes too. I'm neither here nor there, but but we we go forward not blindly, but but, but wisely. Hmm? Uh, we've had some experience, and we hear, we know that, so we we go, we we apply ourselves, and and we get reciprocation, and oh, hmm. so. Ultimately, we come in the fold of that Swarup Shakti and the Tasta the, the, the position is, for all intents and purposes, uh, it's been transformed. We may still be Tasta Shakti, but for all intents and purposes, we're functioning like the Swarup Shakti in the realm of uh, Krishna Lila. So, there is the majority, Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvata called the Tripad Vibhuti, as compared to the Ekpad Vibhuti. This is the minority here. And again, as I said, to invoke an old English adage, misery loves company. So they will, as we hear the call and move towards the unpopular, then many people will try to convince us that it's not what you think it is. It's not going to be that. You're going to lose something, and so on and so forth. So you can't listen to that. So Sukadeva is the example now in the next verse here, an, ex- an example of, of his position. It's been described here theoretically. He was in Nirvikalpa Samadhi. His mind was one-pointed. One he, he looked like a fool to the common people because he wasn't interested in the things that common people are interested in. They say, what? You're not interested in that? What, are you crazy? Even for a sadhaka who lives in a monastery, like people think, what? You're not going to eat meat. You don't watch television. You know you're not. You don't do this. You don't do that. You do those things. How can you? They think it's very. Um, it's it's like. How could you live like that? Hmm? Of course, the idea is that the more we come in touch with our. This is an experiment that I've, I've said. To separate consciousness from matter, and the more we were successful in that, experiencing the difference between ourselves and matter, the more full we become with less. We find that less is more and so forth. So, how could we? Well, you'll only know if you come on this side. Yes, from your perspective, from a material perspective, how is it possible? Hmm? Of course, it is possible, even in poor countries, compared to America, their standards, but we want to go beyond even what... We're not just here poor. We're here uh, and inheriting our wealth. So anyway, theoretically he's described here in this way, misunderstood by the people. And in the next verse then, Sutta Goswami gives an example. He says, of his position. He says, while Vyas was following his son, beautiful young damsels, were bathing naked in the river, and they covered their bodies, although Vyas himself was not naked. But they had not done so when his son passed. The sage inquired about this, and the ladies replied that his son was purified, and when looking at them, made no distinctions between male and female. But 
the sage made such distinctions. So this is an example now, you see, to describe what was, what was said about him in the previous verse. His mind was fixed, he had no vikalpa. He didn't see, it means he didn't see differences. He saw no difference between a woman and a man. He didn't see in terms of duality, good and bad, happy and sad. Um, these uh, dualities born in the mind and so forth. Hmm? It's very extraordinary. He was samadarshina. In the Gita, this is mentioned in the fifth chapter. Brahmani gabi hastini sunichaiva sapakecha pandita samadarshina. He sees equally, whether it be a dog, a dog eater, a human or a beast, an elephant, whatever, man, woman, and so this is, was the uh, position of Sukadeva, and an example given to help us appreciate that. Um, Vyas was elderly. He was old enough to be the grandfather of these young girls bathing in the river. And he didn't look at them. Young, you know, it said in the Bible that uh, I've been told that if a man looketh upon a woman with lust, then he's gone there, he's guilty, something like that. Mm-hmm. So he was since controlled, Vyas is the implication. He didn't look, and he was elderly. Still they covered themselves. Sukadev looked, and Vyas was fully clothed himself. Sukadev looked, he was unclothed. And while they, they covered themselves when Vyas went by, they did not cover themselves in their nakedness when Sukadev came by. It's a couple of things worth mentioning, both, of course, on the side of Sukadev where the emphasis is, but on the side of the ladies, too. It's said that in, that in Kali Yuga, if a lady becomes is chaste, then she can have some uh, intuitive power and so forth. So they were able to look in his eyes and understand. Hmm. He's not look. He he's not looking at us in in in, in such a way as to see us uh, with any uh, uh, distinction. With, with any, uh, we would be more desirable than anything else. Hmm. So they felt completely comfortable there, hmm. uh, safe. So their their quality is uh, is in a sense glorified, but the emphasis, of course, is on his um, position. Mm-hmm. Uh, the naked sage. The, 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 there's an imitation of this, of course, in India. There are the, the famous Nagababas and so forth. They they acknowledge uh, some of them to the Sugadev is their ideal, Dattatreya. There's another one, um, but Sukadev, in the much as they, some of them, they take the Dashanami Sanyas. Dashanami means the ten names of Sanyas given by Shankar. Shankar instituted a Sanyas order. There are ten names: Tirtha, Saraswati, Bon, Vama, uh, 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 Ashram, and Puri, and so forth. Ten principal Sanyas names. It's an order of Sanyas established by Shankar long time back. And Shankar traces his lineage from Vyas to Sukadev to Godapad to Shankar. Hmm. 
and so on. So they, they have some of them, they, they accept the Dashanami Sanyas, the Nagababas, and then they have Sukadev in their lineage, so I guess they think they're like, uh, kind of like Sukadev, and it may be some extent, um, there, we saw some of them in the Kumbamela film that we watched on John Mastmi. I guess the one here was pretty, a lot of bizarre tapasvis and so forth. They're, the way they conduct themselves is not very attractive, but you do have to give them credit that they have, they do appear to a large extent, some of them to have uh, conquered over urges that, um, that the common people have difficulty with, are driven by. Hmm? And of course, that's not to be all and end all, as we know of, of, of spiritual life by any means, and we can accomplish that in a more uh, beautiful way and an easier way, really, by becoming attracted to Madan Mohan, hmm? the transcendental Cupid, through singing his names and so on and so forth, as compared to the extreme austerities we saw people walking on shoes with nails in them and sitting on a, a bed, a swing of nails over a fire and so forth. And one guy took his penis and wrapped, tied it in a knot around a pole and then had somebody stand on the pole. And, and uh, so these are, it's not very attractive, but you have to think something, there's, there, there's, <laughs> they did something, that's pretty, well, it's weird, but it's, but it's, uh, these, these are also, extends to which people can be driven for um, otherworldliness. That's notable. You have to draw, if you could have that kind of a drive for bhakti, Mm -hmm. you see, then what would your position be? Mm -hmm. So we we try to draw something from it. Oh, that's not our path. We're not tapasbis or um, vairagis in a sense. We'll accept the austerity of wearing the tilak. That's one of the. That's the tapa. Well, that's pundra, tapa. You take the name. The tapa would be in another sampradaya. You take the name of Vishnu Narayan or the uh, a, a, the, the chakra. And you form it into a brand, and then you tattoo yourself with that. Hmm. But in Gaudi uh, Vaishnavism, the we take this like a little stamp with the name of Krishna, or we write the name of Krishna with tilak on. This is the, the tapa. Mahaprabhu, very, very, uh, very generous. Uh, and tapa means austerity, like you, know, you have to observe the codices and so on and so forth. <coughs> So at any rate, these are naked sages also, but they're not even as, some of them may not even have accomplished their um, what it appears they have. We met one in Vrindavan. There was this naked sage used to walk around, and we'd see him sometimes. And then one day, Vrindarani was out in the in the uh, market. She had full head of hair at that time, and and this guy chased her through the marketplace. You know, the blonde American. Girl, and so forth. Some some local uh, storekeepers had to help her, you know, get her on a rickshaw and send her home. <laughs> and then they, I don't know, they tried to, tried to arrest the guy or something like that. But he was a so-called Nagababa. Hmm. Um, 
So whatever they are all about, some of them better off than than others, no doubt. Sukadev was a naked sage, and um, but his nakedness uh, was uh, due to his oblivious being oblivious to the external world and being turned on really to the internal world. It's, it's interesting that he went and lived in the forest and he didn't come out. But on the strength of the Bhagavatam, he could come out amongst the people. Hmm? Uh, so this is a more powerful form of uh, spiritual practice. Bhakti is said to be very powerful, generous. That you don't have to be a celibate monk to practice bhakti. Even the householders can practice it, said, and so on and so forth. She'll go there, even to an impure heart and so forth, and do her work to one extent or another. But he had extra ideas, protection from the world. Now he had a longing for Krishna Bhakti. He's become a Bhagwat speaker. So we might question what's the position of Vyasa? I thought he was the guru of Sugadev and, 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 you know, he, well, it's an, uh, he's setting an example. So he was elderly, he was in white cloth and married. And so for the married means, you've made a distinction. She's better. He's better. Hmm? This is my son, my wife, my husband. So uh, we see one living being is more important than another. We should try to do this in bhakti by saying, my wife is more important to me for my bhakti. Hmm? I see her as different from others because she helps me most with my bhakti. Hopefully she does. Hmm? I had a nice conversation with Ishan. He said to me that I learned how to live with a woman. I said, you know, tell me about it. How do you do it? (laughs) He said, well, he said, first of all, you can't have any ego. He said, and he said, you can't, you can't, you can't be defensive. Hmm? Women will always try to correct you, and you just have to listen. Hmm? Don't be defensive. Just listen, and then sometimes they may be in need, and you give them support. Hmm? He said that you can live with the women then, no problem. Hmm? It was very interesting. He's never had any children. Hmm? And um, there's an, it reminded me of the, this, the story of Gorka Shardas Babaji Marsh when one man had gone and gotten married and he came back, to, came to see Babaji Marsh and I've just married and, and Babaji Marsh could perceive this dominating male ego that sometimes presented as, you know, the, the, the husband is the guru or the family and the wife will be the servant and there's some value that on a lower level, but Babaji Mar said, oh, that's very good. You've married. Oh, excellent. you should treat your wife like like a manjari, like a gopi, hmm? like a gopi, and attend to her needs, and so on. It just like blew the guy's mind. <laughs> it gave him a total aprakrita, you know, conception of, 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 of marriage and, and so forth. Um, so, uh, Ishan's explanation it, it kind of reminded me that that he's he's mastered this. It's really incredible, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, and that way he could be as really as full uh, full support, something like that, and improve himself and be a support. That's the way he reasoned it. And 
so on. So anyway, Vyasa is, of course, the, the, he was a householder, and he's the guru of Sukadev. So hmm, um, he didn't look at the ladies. The ladies, it, it also said Vyasa Veti Naveti Va Sukham Veti Aham Veti Sukham Veti Vyasa Veti Naveti Va. Vyasa may know. Sukadev knows the meaning of the Bhagavatam. Vyasa may know. He may not know, but implication is Bhagavatam came through him. He may know, he may know. That's another way also of saying, well, it didn't look like he was renounced, but this thing came through him. Hmm? And Sukadev obviously got the meaning. Hmm? Um, so, it may happen like that. Of course, we think that Vyas did know the meaning. Hmm? Um, but in this instance here, as it's described from the social perspective, he was dressed in a certain way and it indicated that he was a person who made distinctions. Hmm? on a material uh, basis. And so the women, he didn't even look at the women. And as I say, he was old enough to be their grandfather and they covered themselves. Hmm? Sukadev looked, but he could, they could say he didn't see anything there that, that he didn't see anywhere else. <laughs> he saw this another, another condition for the jiva. Hmm? So he's the adricha, he's the good fortune. I've mentioned this word. Sukadev personifies that. He, he means bhagya, luck. This is what luck means in Srimad Bhagavatam. That person who's wandering in the world, but is not of the world. Who's in the world and not of it. Hmm? Um, he is not, and he means to say, under the influence of karma, which is cause and effect. There would be a cause that you go somewhere caused by your karma to go there. Hmm? You, in other words, you did something, you, you sowed some seeds, you're reaping the fruits. You're thinking, I'm going there and making my choices and so forth, but you're being driven by the by your past, by the material energy and so forth. Largely, this is the case. Of course, we have input to change situation to some extent, to a large extent, actually, but at any rate, those who are moving... Die, Gita speaks about him like this, daivim prakriti mahasrita, mahatmanas. So here's a mahatma. Mahatmanas to mamparta, daivim prakriti mahasrita. Who's moving under the influence of daivim prakriti means the sarup shakti, not the maya shakti. Hmm? So this is the position of uh, Sukadev Goswami. That person is good luck. Luck means there's no cause. Just, well, it's good fortune. Good fortune means divine intervention. And divine intervention means sadhusanga. That's what the, what the idea is. So uh, this, this word is used in Bhagavatam a few places. Hmm? Sukadeva is said to be uh, the example. Coming into the life, as he is here, we're hearing, of Maharaj Parikshit. So then, a couple more verses. How was... He asks, how was Sukadev recognized by the citizens when he entered into Hastinapur? After wandering in the provinces of Kuru and Jungla, appearing like a madman, dumb and retarded. In other words, after wandering in the jungles, in the forest, he came out amongst the people, the citizens. How was he recognized, ultimately, by the sages for what he was? It's difficult, difficult to understand. How did it happen? that King Parikshit met the sage, making it possible for this great transcendental essence of the Veda to be sung to him. 
He was accustomed to stay at the door of a householder long, only long enough for a cow to be milked. And he did this just to sanctify the residents. This ends the description of Sukadev. And as we see here, it, it, it starts an introduction into the glorious position of Parikshit Maharaj. He would stay at the house only long enough to milk a cow. But he stayed with Sukadev for seven days and seven nights. Maharaj, excuse me, Maharaj Parikshit for seven days and seven nights. He found her. Someone worth staying a little longer, hmm. who is receptive. This is Pariksit, the inquirer. So we'll hear more about him in the next class. Grantaraz Simad Bhagavatam. Any question? Yes. Well, you mentioned there are two instances where Shukadeva became more well known. One's in chapter 12, the Dhammasukhana. What's the other? Oh, um, what is that other? I think there's two. Um, Pardon me? No, 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 that's in Ras Lila. Uh, um, I have to look it up, I can't remember. I know, I'm pretty sure there's two. That, that, he says that there, that's one instance. But I don't. Uh, but in another place, uh, the commentators, I think maybe Vishnu Chakravarti has mm. particularly mentioned it. I, I'll have to look it up. For forgive me, I, I should know that. Yeah. Slips slipping my mind. Yeah, that's in the twelfth chapter. He's he's a little overwhelmed there, but um, it it it, it it's. It may be in Brahma Vimohan Leela, nonetheless. Anyway, I'll, I'll research. I'm sorry, I can't remember. What else? Yes. Um, I have read in a number of different places. You mentioned that um, Shukadev Goswami is intermediate Mahabharata. And you also said that he had no, he didn't have his soul. I have read and a number of different places that he was Sukha right around his path. So I'm, I'm just kind of confused with that. Mm-hmm. You want to know that you've heard that um, Sukadev Goswami is Radharani's parrot or Sukha. And so that would sound like he has a Sarup, right. which contradicts what we said tonight. Yeah, there is a story like that that, that some people tell. There's no um, scriptural reference that supports it. And um, it sounds charming and all. Um, and I think my God with the Vashingamaraj brought to the attention of a lot of people that there's no scriptural reference for this mm-hmm. after looking at it. And so he himself had taught about that, but backed off on that and so on that basis. I made the point that it's, it's, it, it kind of undermines the whole essence of the Bhagavatam with regard to Sukadev, that story in a sense, because the story is that he was uh, Atmarama, a self-realized soul, and upon hearing about the leelas of Krishna, hmm, he became attracted. So the, whole, the, the real focus here is that Krishna leela 
is a post-liberated idea that even self-realized souls will become attracted to while they have no attraction for the world and so forth. And so um, that's the way primarily the Bhagavatam depicts him. Now, if he's already got his swarup and so forth, it kind of undermines that uh, philosophical message that is so uh, central to uh, to the Bhagavatam, and that Sukadev is the primary example. Even the sages, the four Kumaras, are another example. But the story of Sukadev is given more emphasis because he became the speaker of the Bhagavatam itself, and so on. So it it uh, it, it tends to undermine that. Um, that idea, um, whereas, as I say, if he's a if he's a jivan mukta, a, a, a jnani, and then he here becomes converted to bhakti, and although he's fully liberated, no need for hearing anything, he hears Srimad Bhagavatam. So better to go with that. Uh, this is what we find is the, the way in which uh, Sugade primarily is, is used to. Um, Glorify the Leela and so forth. Sadhana mm-hmm. Siddha. And this is the way the Goswamis depict him also. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that makes sense with the lesson that is, uh, his example is. Uh, is um, Meant to, uh, we meant went meant to learn. Hmm. He's already got prem and his roop and ending the Goswami. Goswami describes him as an intermediate Mahabhagavat as a, compared to Narada. Or he, so he says he doesn't have a roop. There's Shiva Goswami and the Sandarbas, Bhakti Sandarbha, and it's not the Goswami in Brihad Bhagavatamrita. Hmm. Speaks about him. It's, as pursuing that that line, not having attained that, and the Bhagavatam itself, and we don't, we can't find any uh, that we find that kind of explanation of the Atmarama, hmm, verse to example, Sukadevan Chaitanya Charitamrita, and so on and so forth. So we we'll go with that. All right, we'll stop there. Simad Bhagavatam.